We're going to fire back up the old Deshaun Watson rumor mill. Also, brutal hit for the Baltimore Ravens. How can they stay in contention while filling the void? Starting running back J.K. Dobbins in a full preseason week three. Preseason recap. It's the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Brock. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Yes, fire it up and wrap up the preseason games that actually matter. They're right around the corner. We're uh, less than two weeks away. We will have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Dallas Cowboys September 9th, next uh, Thursday, or a week from Thursday to avoid confusion, and you'll have uh, you'll have games that actually matter. Even though I thought the preseason, I really enjoyed it. I, I loved seeing guys low on the depth chart battle it out for a spot on an NFL roster. There's 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 a lot of value to watching these and watching guys that we played at you know the lower levels compete and see how they hang as far as the uh, highest level of NFL competition. It is the Locked On NFL podcast, and today's episode is brought to you by the Locked On NFL Preview, where we'll take you through every team, every division, with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts through September 8th. Kicks off today. There are preview episodes on this feed that you can listen to right now. Follow Locked On NFL today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On Network for all your sports needs. If you're a sports fiend and you want content coming at you in like heavy doses each and every day, Locked On Network on Twitter. Also follow me just for a pity follow. Please, please follow me. No, I'm just kidding. At B-O-B-R-A-C-K. And I have to admit, I loved watching the preseason wrapped up. Yeah, I mean, of course, that means regular season football is around the corner. Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Dallas Cowboys to kick things off a week from Thursday. Let's wrap up the final weekend of preseason action in the NFL. And Friday night, there were four games. The Colts took out the Lions in a pretty uneventful game. Colts improved the 3-0 to finish the preseason. They beat the Lions. No Jared Goff in that contest, 27-17. Jacob Eason, 10 for 14, 74 yards. you got to imagine that he's probably the front runner to be Carson Wentz's backup quarterback. And then you had an absolutely thrilling and electric finish between the Eagles and Jets. They tied at 31-31, but the box score doesn't do this any justice. It was James Morgan completing a 49-yard Hale Murray to Kenny Uboa. He had his he had four catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns, and his second was the biggest of the game. And then they uh, the Jets they plunge in to complete a two point conversion, and they come away with this game with a tie. Great finish to the preseason there. That was just a fun ending to that contest. Not Dwayne Haskins' night. His numbers don't tell the story. He was nine for 16 with a touchdown and a pick. Poor performance. No Ben Roethlisberger as the Carolina Panthers blow out the Steelers 34-9. Sam Darnold, 19 for 25, 162 yards and two touchdowns in that contest. And then the wrap-up Friday night action, it was the Vikings falling to the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, an efficient night, 8 for 9, 117 yards, two touchdowns. Kirk Cousins saw light action, 5 for 7, 57 yards as the Vikings fell to the Chiefs 28-25. to there were seven games on the Saturday slate. Six of them were played. New Orleans and Arizona canceled their game because of Hurricane Ida. 
Uh, you did have the game between the Packers and the Bills, and it was all Bills, 19 nothing. Josh Allen went uh, 24 26, 194 yards, and a beautiful uh, big touchdown pass, 31 yards to Gabriel Davis. Two touchdown passes on the night for Josh Allen. We did see Jordan Love. He was 12 for 18, 149 yards, and a pick. Struggled a little bit. Packers fall to 0-3 to finish up the preseason. Ravens, they've won 20 in a row in the exhibition slate. Dating back to 2015, they trounced Washington 37-3. to Tyler Huntley continued his impressive preseason. We saw Lamar Jackson, and he was 3 for 429 yards. Not much from the Washington football team as most of their starters sat. You did have the Bears and the Titans. Bears 27, Titans 24. Justin Fields probably the most beautiful ball of the preseason. A touchdown strike to Jesper Horstead, who had five catches for 104 yards. Three of those five catches went for touchdowns, including the catch from uh, Fields, who just threaded the needle. It was just a pretty ball. And I would continue to slam the table that it's just lame that the Bears are going to start Andy Dalton week one. you got to imagine it might have to do with having to face the top-ranked defense from last season in the L.A. Rams in the season opener. Tom Brady, efficient 11 for 14, 154 yards and a touchdown as the Bucs took out the Texans 23-16. Davis Mills struggled 10 for 27, two touchdowns and three pickles. Tyrod Taylor, a uh, quiet night, 6 for 9, 31 yards. And then you had the Rams and Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater, the newly named starter for the Broncos, 6 for 11, 62 yards, a pretty touchdown to Cortland Sutton. Seahawks finally got a win in the preseason, 27-0 over the Los Angeles Chargers, who basically sat their starters all preseason long. You did have Geno Smith go 11 for 15, 90 yards. Alex Collins, a rushing touchdown on the ground for the Seahawks. There were five games on Sunday in the Jags. It was nice to see that the number one overall pick from the 2021 draft, Trevor Lawrence, balled out 11 or 12, 139 yards, two touchdowns for the Jags as they sent the Dallas Cowboys to a winless preseason. They go 0-4 with the extra game from the Hall of Fame game, 34-14. Dolphins, Bengals, it was all Dolphins despite not playing really any of their starters, 29-26. We saw one pass from Joe Burrow. He goes 0-1 for in the loss. And the Raiders and 49ers, Trey Lance, 6 for 13, 46 yards on the ground, not much, 6 for 8. He did have a rushing touchdown, but uh, Nathan Peterman continues his playing the entire preseason as the Raiders' starting quarterback taking every snap, but the Raiders fall to the Niners, 34-10. to 10. Giants, the G-Men, they fall to the Patriots. Patriots, a perfect preseason, 3-0. and Mac Jones, 10 for 14, and a touchdown. Daniel Jones for the G-Men, 17 for 22. A touchdown and an interception. They fall 22-20. And in the nightcap, it was the Cleveland Browns, another team that went 3-0 and in the preseason. They sent the Falcons to a winless preseason at 0-3, 19-10. We did see Baker Mayfield. He goes 6 for 10 with a touchdown. That touchdown to Davion Davis. Josh Rosen for the Falcons. His first game for the Dirty Birds goes 9 for 18, 118 yards. And a touchdown. Brutal news for the Baltimore Ravens to wrap up their preseason. J.K. Dobbins, their starting running back. Looks like he's done for the season. What's up next for Baltimore? Their preseason win streak continues. We're going to talk to Kevin Allstriker of Locked On Ravens right here on the Locked On NFL podcast, which is brought to you by North One. It's better banking for small business owners. Serving small business owners is all they do. North One allows you to manage your money from anywhere, whether you're at home or you're on the go. Everything you need to manage your business finances at your fingertips. 
Never step foot in a bank branch again with North One. You won't ever have to pay an overdraft fee or NSF fees again, saving you hundreds of dollars per month. Get started. Visit apply.northone.com slash locked. That's apply.north0one.com slash locked. North One Business Banking Made in America for America. And also, it's brought to you by betonline.ag. Get the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now, only at BetOnline. It's the best place, fastest, easiest way to bet online. It's BetOnline. Head over to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 100% welcome bonus. They'll match you dollar for dollar. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Yeah, opening night for the NFL. You can bet on either the Bucks or the Cowboys. But if you lose your wager up to 25 bucks, you'll be refunded your money. It's a win-win. You want to use the promo code NFL100. Bet online. You're online sporting betting experts. My gosh. Struggling through those live reads, but I bring on somebody who's a professional in this damn place. Kevin Ostriker of Locked On Ravens joins us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. It's Bo Brock hanging out with you, and it's kind of a bittersweet conversation. When we wrap up the preseason, the Baltimore Ravens continue this wild preseason win streak with an absolute drubbing of the Washington football team, their Beltway brothers that they treated so rudely. What was it, 37-3? to three? Yep, yep. 37-3. to three. Let me ask you about that win streak before we get into the bad news about J.K. Dobbins, Kevin. I mean, the, how large of a badge of honor is John Harbaugh and his crew wearing as far as this win streak is concerned? Yeah, well, I think they're ecstatic about it. I mean, anytime you can run off 20 straight wins in any sport, I think it's rather impressive, whether it's exhibition, whether it's regular season. Obviously, I think the preseason win-loss column doesn't have any effect on Baltimore. Obviously, it doesn't. The games don't count yet. But I think it's more of a testament to their depth and what they've been able to do from a team-building perspective, a coaching perspective. You know, they're not going to look back on this and say, yeah, this is what helped us make the playoffs, but the depth that helped them win the games potentially can. And, I mean, we'll talk about J.K. Dobbins, but guys have stepped up for the last couple of years. Their last preseason loss was September 3rd, 2015. So it's been almost six years since the Ravens last took a loss in the preseason. It's, it's an amazing streak. It's one that a lot of people kind of overlook because they it has that kind of preseason asterisk next to it. But I think this team is ecstatic about it. John Harbaugh's talked about just what it means to him. And Lamar Jackson said, you know, they just wanted to win at the end of the day. You know, they, they go out there, they play to win the football game, regardless of which starters play, who's out there. And, and overall, I think it's just more of a testament to what they've built in the depth that they have in the case of guys going down, which we've seen quite a bit for Baltimore this offseason. If you look back to 2015, you would see an incredible amount of continuity, but you also see a changing of the general managers and Ozzie Newsom hanging it up, but it continues as far as the organization. How are they able to kind of maintain that throughout all these years? Well, I think it's philosophy. What they've done, and I'll, I'll point to the draft, is they don't necessarily draft only for need. They draft best player available. They've done it plenty of times. One example is Marlon Humphrey. The Ravens didn't need a cornerback early in that draft. They had Jimmy Smith. They had brought in Brandon Carr. So, you know, if, if they went into that year with two corners that were relatively good and Jimmy Smith and Brandon Carr were more than that, but still they didn't need to bring in Marlon Humphrey, but they were looking to the future. They understood that Jimmy Smith and Brandon Carr weren't going to be around forever. They needed to kind of transition. 
And here we are now, Marlon Humphrey, one of the top three cornerbacks in the NFL. So it's just that kind of philosophy. We could even go with Dobbins, too. The Ravens had Mark Ingram. They had Gus Edwards. They had Justice Hill. They didn't need to invest a second-round selection in a running back. You know, people drafting running backs in the first round or second round sometimes is just cause for concern anyway. But they trusted that J.K. Dobbins was going to be a star. I still think he is going to be a star despite this devastating injury. But it's just that kind of philosophy, and there are more to the culture is one of the best in football. They've yeah. had that for a while. So I think that even though you know the, the guard has changed hands from Ozzie Newsom to Eric DaCosta, the philosophies yeah. have stayed rock solid. Yeah, let's let's soon get to that J.K. Dobbins injury because it is so big across the NFL. Um, you know, one of the contending teams losing one of their key cogs. As far as the win streak goes and with the high expectations. I mean, this is a team that's about out of the playoffs. They haven't finished where they wanted to after a 14 and two season last year. Of course, they they bowed out earlier than they wanted to. I mean, is 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 the fan base saying, "Hey, that's nice. That's you know, 20 wins in the preseason is great." But the bigger picture here is winning when it counts. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, overall, the preseason, it's it's great to see your depth. It's great to get the starters yeah. some run and not necessarily overplay them. And I don't think the Ravens overplayed their starters. I think the whole thing with Dobbins, and we will talk about it more, is that oh, it, was, it was one drive. It was the final preseason game, the NFL moving from four preseason games to three preseason games. It kind of has messed with, all right, how often do we want to play those starters? But I think the overall consensus is oh, the streak is great. It's, it's awesome, but... Now real football starts. Now September is here, and now the games count. So if there's a 20-game winning streak in between now and the Ravens' next loss, I think people will be pretty pleased. You know, so yeah, J.K. Dobbins, uh, he was supposed to be RB1 for this Baltimore Ravens franchise, second-year player out of Ohio State. It's a torn ACL. What was Dobbins' role going to be for this team, and how can they help fill that void? Yeah, well, it, it's a massive blow. I mean, there, there's no sugarcoating the player that J.K. Dobbins is, the player that J.K. Dobbins could become. He was expecting the breakout himself. A lot of people in Baltimore and even outside of Baltimore thought that he was one of the premier backs in this league to really take that next step in 2021. Now he's lost for the season, and his role was going to be playing alongside Gus Edwards, and they, were, they fed off of each other last year. Dobbins started the season slow last year, only had – six or in his first six games had 25 carries so they weren't really utilizing him but then finished the year strong averaged six yards a carry which led all NFL running backs and the only player to be above him was his quarterback in Lamar Jackson so Mm -hmm. he was part of such a potent rushing offense but with the loss of Dobbins it it, it hurts you miss his skill set he has incredible balance incredible vision power deceptive speed as well but I think the Ravens are okay you would love to have Dobbins on the field but Edwards was someone who was going to have a major role anyway this just massively increases where he is now on this team Tyson Williams a second year guy he played for three colleges but he has come to the NFL and spent last year on Baltimore's practice squad and he had a phenomenal preseason himself I expect him to make this roster Nate McCrary also good guy had a good preseason maybe he makes the team Justice Hill has been injured didn't have a great preseason so we don't know where he stands but the Ravens could also bring in someone from the outside. Is it Todd Gurley? Yeah. Is it Le'Veon Bell? Duke Johnson? Do they trade for someone like Rashad Penny? So there, there are options. Do because- those moves fit, though? I mean, do those moves fit what they try to do? It seems like they try to stay young at that position. Do they want to bring in guys with that high of mileage on their legs? 
Yeah, that's the question. It's yeah. it, it's interesting because one, everybody knows about Gurley's knees and yeah. how in bad shape they are. Is Duke Johnson a guy who moves the needle? That that's what my thing is. If the move doesn't necessarily move the needle, I'm okay with giving a roster spot to a younger player who has proven himself in the preseason. But if they feel like they need more, especially let's say Gus Edwards goes down at some point, would they feel comfortable handing the reins over to a second year guy, a rookie and a third year guy who hasn't, who all haven't proven themselves at the NFL level? That's, that's a different question. So I wouldn't be shocked if they decided to, let's say, bring Gurley in because they did have him in for a visit earlier in the off season. But I, I wouldn't be shocked also if they trust their guys because they've impressed during the preseason. Anybody else on currently on NFL rosters that we should keep tabs on? I mean, Obviously, Mark Ingram went to Houston. I know they, there's no take backs. He's there, but you know, it's a crowded room down there. Could David Johnson be somebody? Anybody, anybody else that uh, you could maybe float towards our viewers, listeners that uh, might be intriguing for the Ravens? Yeah, if, if there was to be one, I would expect someone who's kind of in the tail end of a rookie contract, doesn't really take up a bunch of cap space. Baltimore invested in it, actually wasn't a lot of money, but they invested some money in Justin Houston. They, they like to keep their cap space relatively open they like to keep a few million dollars just in case there's a surprise cut who they want to go after or there's an injury where they have to sign someone like in this case so i i do highlight rashad penny as someone maybe dj dallas also in seattle kind of a crowded running back room over there they seem like a a very plausible trade partner but i think maybe the ravens do look to to Gurley and put him in a limited role, maybe to increase their pass catchers out of the backfield. I know Dobbins and Edwards have both talked about how they're going to try to improve that part of their game and how Baltimore is going to use that. So if there was somebody on a roster right now, I'd probably point to Seattle's backfield and say potentially look out for Rashad Penny or, or someone like DJ Dallas. It's going to be really interesting leading up to the regular season two weeks now, two weeks from today, as we talk to you on Monday, Locked On NFL podcast. It's going to be Monday Night Football. Raiders, Ravens, who's going to be RB1 for Baltimore? We know who QB1 is going to be. He can run it pretty well, Lamar Jackson. you got to listen to Lockdown Ravens every day with Kevin Ostriker leading you up to that to know what's going on. Kevin, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much, Bill. It's always fun. It is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Bo Brock hanging out with you on a Monday morning and uh, or whenever you listen to this podcast on Mondays. And we're just two weeks away from our first Monday kickoff or Monday Night Football doubleheader that's going down. And we'll be recapping the Sunday that was the opening weekend of NFL football. Just wrapped up preseason and an interesting team, one that doesn't get enough run, the Houston Texans. And over the weekend, the Sean Watson rumor mill started up again. We're going to get the latest on the embattled quarterback. Our guy, Cody Davis, locked on Texans, is going to join us here in just a bit. I do have to tell you, though, that this podcast, it's brought to you by our friends over at DirecTV, a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct Stream. Direct TV Stream brings you live TV on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting to get your TV together with direct TV stream. You can learn more directtv.com. That's directtv.com. And of course, I got to tell you about the best tasting protein bar on the planet built bar. It's where delicious and healthy. Those worlds collide and they make one delicious protein bar disguised as a candy bar. It's beating candy bars and blind taste test. There's nine delicious flavors that you can always rely upon. They always have these limited time flavors that you got to get, uh, get a taste of. Not only are they delicious, they're just as healthy as, 
any protein bar on the market. 17 grams of muscle-packing protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, save yourself some cash. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. That's using the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, so... Wrapped up the preseason. Uh, we're going to talk to Kevin Ostriker here pretty soon about uh, J.K. Dobbins. That was like the big casualty of the weekend. One of the brutal, you know, unfortunately inevitable injuries that we always see this time of year. J.K. Dobbins lost for the season. Also, there's a lot of drama going on in Houston. That's why I'm bringing on our guy Cody Davis right now from Locked On Texans. Cody, thanks for joining us, man. <laughs> What's going on, bro? Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm glad to always talk to you. And uh, it was Justin Reed. I want Before we get into the Deshaun Watson discussion and the rumor mill starting back up, Justin Reed, the safety for the Houston Texans, I, I might be paraphrasing, but basically said he had the time of his life the other day because yeah. he, got, uh, he got thrown to the wolves as far as place kicking duty. He just kicked off a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, more Justin Reed and his passion for place kicking. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, what he told us Saturday night is that he w- he was actually a kicker during high school, and not only that, um, Justin also has a love for soccer. So he's always, you know, at the end of practice or whatnot, he's always like kicking or whatever. And he always hinted at the fact that you know if push comes to shove, he would like to step in as the kicker. And unfortunately, Kahemi Fairbear, our the Texans' primary kicker, um, mm-hmm. sustained a minor injury during warmups. And um, David Cully said it was nothing serious, but you know they just held them out only because you know it was the final preseason game. So yeah. that being said, they gave Justin Reed the nod to kick, and uh, he did good. Um, he 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 did three kick. He, he did three kicks off, and I think only one of them went out of bounds. He actually said he wished he wanted – he would like to have that one back. Um, unfortunately, given the Texans uh, – where the Texans were when they got deep in the red zone, um, David Cully did not want Justin Reed to attempt a field goal, one, to look out for injuries, um, but yeah. two, and most importantly, he said, you know, that – Having Kahimi Fairbear not in the game actually gave the Texans an extra down in order to see how are they going to work out some some kinks in their red zone issues. I think so, it's great. Have some fun with preseason, man. I mean, it, it was. I mean, look out, Houston Dynamo might sign uh, Justin <laughs> after his performance, but yeah. you know, it's uh, it, you know, and also work on your fourth down. Why, why not? Why not? If if not mm-hmm. now. And when else are you going to work on it? Cody Davis, of course, locked on Texans. Great work over there. Listen to it on a daily basis at Cody Davis underscore 24. So let's get into the Deshaun Watson rumors. Uh, it, it seems as or if you if you believe uh, the reports and Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports, the, the latest uh, saying that the Miami Dolphins have emerged as a front runner in uh, and, and a lot of people have kind of taken the Carolina Panthers out of this conversation. The Philadelphia Eagles don't seem to be. Uh, in that combo anymore? Is it Miami or bus for uh, for Deshaun Watson? Um, at this point, I would say yes, only because, I mean, you take a look at the Carolina Panthers. They seem like they have moved on with Sam Darnold. And, of course, we all saw the big trade that happened this offseason, which was Gardner Minshew going over to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so, yeah. you know, that only leaves the Miami Dolphins. Um, to those report, I actually spoke to someone who is very deep into the trenches in terms of everything that's going on with Deshaun Watson camp, and they told me that um, nothing is intimate as a 
of right now. But of course, we all know where there's smoke, there's fire. And, you know, the biggest issue regarding Deshaun Watson is the same old thing. Look, the Houston Texans are firm on what they want back in a potential Deshaun Watson deal, which is three first, two seconds, and of course, a couple players or two that can actually help accelerate their rebuild. Um, but from what I've been told, the picks that teams like the Miami Dolphins want to send back in exchange for Deshaun, they want to put conditional picks on those draft picks. The Texans don't want that. The Texans like, look, we want the picks. We don't care what happens. I hate to sound mean, but with you and Deshaun moving forward, given his off-field issues, and, you know, you kind of can't blame the Houston Texans for that because at the end of the day, look, everything that's going on with Deshaun Watson off the field is unfortunate, but Sticking to Deshaun Watson on the field, you're looking at what? At worst, the fourth best quarterback in the entire league. And we all know how good of a player Deshaun Watson is. So as of right now, it only seems that way because, like I said, Carolina has moved on. Um, Philly seemed like they have moved on. You know, I'm pretty sure if Deshaun is still a part of this team next offseason, like I'm projecting, um, because I really don't think he's going to get moved until next offseason. Maybe those teams will like to revisit the Deshaun Watson saga, because hopefully by then we would get some clarity on what his future um, has coming up. But as of right now, it's still the same old, same old. Look, Deshaun wants to move on, wants to move on. The Texans will like to move on. But it's just some unfortunate situations that is causing this weird, strange situation yep. between the Texans and Deshaun Watson and other teams like the Miami Dolphins, who I know they would love to get their hands on Deshaun. And to be honest with you, after what we've seen from Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll, we would love to have Tua back as yep. well. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, serious, serious allegations surrounding Deshaun Watson. I, I think mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, just need to point that out. Obviously, you've got uh, the 22 lawsuits. And then you've got, uh, with all that being said, the Texans organization, if Deshaun Watson were to agree to suit up and and then uh, start for the Texans, would they would they play him come week one in the regular season? That I'm not too sure of because, once again, this is not your normal I want out of Houston, I want out of this situation yeah. because of X, Y, Z in the organization because everything that's going on off the field. Now, if Deshaun Watson would like to suit up, I'm, I, my guess would be the Texans would like to play him, but on the flip side of that, it's not a normal situation. So nobody knows. You know, it's one of those things where if he would like to work things out with the Texans, knowing Nick Casario and from everything that I've been been able to gather and research and actually had a couple of people tell me as well, the Texans would probably still give him just this year off just to try to make sure he gets whatever he has off the field taken mm. care of before he steps onto the field, which in my opinion is best case scenario for everybody involved. Of course, when you talk about Deshaun Watson on the field. Yeah, Cody Davis locked on Texans. A very intriguing offseason. Uh, Nick Casario coming over from the Patriots organization. Uh, really signing a ton of veterans to not a ton of money, not a big, lot of big splashes. They didn't. They were kind of handcuffed as far as what they had draft-wise. They weren't on the board until the third round, right? And that was Davis Mills. Mm-hmm. Nico mm-hmm. Collins, a lot of excitement around the, one, the young wide receiver. I know he was er- injured earlier. Anybody flash to you this preseason before we uh, start to look ahead towards the regular season? 
Um, you hit the nail right on the call for Nico Collins, man. I've been loving what I'm seeing from Nico ever since I first saw him in OTAs back in when, when was OTAs? Early July, uh, late June, somewhere around those times. Man, I, I really think Nico Collins has a bright uh, future here with this organization. And um, you know, me personally, it's not even just one player. What I've been most interested in in these three preseason games and throughout training camp has been the Texans defense. I know a lot of people might hear that and say, "What you mean the Texans defense? You lost J." JJ Watt. Uh, this team was god awful last year, but the improvements that Lovey Smith has made to this defense, p- putting in that Tampa 2 defense, moving guys around like Jacob Martin, Charles Minahu, um, you 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 bringing in Lonnie Johnson, giving him a full year back as a safety. You know, there's just minor, minor adjustment that Lovey Smith, Houston's new defensive coordinator, was able to do. We have truly seen an improved version of this defense, and it's part of the reason why I don't want to believe the Texans are going to finish the season with the league's worst record. It's going to be tough to watch. You know, last year, everybody knows Deshaun Watson had a phenomenal season, an MVP caliber season, but it only resulted in four wins. But Mm -hmm. what a lot of people fail to realize is a lot of those losses that the Texans took came due to the – transgressions of the of their defense a lot of mm. those transgressions has been cleaned up now you're looking at a situation where the defense look like they can make some noise but not a quarterback bro it's a little bit iffy in houston now yeah and it, it, it certainly is and you know not only you're replacing potentially your quarterback but you had to replace the leader of that defense the guy who was you know he's gonna have a statue probably if you i don't know if he already does but jj watt's gonna have a statue at some point outside of that stadium huge figure there in uh, in Houston and in the community uh, that transcended the game and and having to replace that can't be easy but you're right that defense needed uh, it only had one direction to go mm-hmm. so hopefully Bobby Smith is a, is a part of the solution coming over after uh, coaching at Illinois Cody Davis make sure you follow him on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24 and listen to locked on Texans on a daily basis Cody I'm looking forward to the coverage this season man Enjoy the week, uh, the downtime before that season kicks off, man. <laughs> Thanks, Bo. Appreciate it, man. It's really a fascinating saga. It's uh, it's a brutal one. It's t- it's a tough one to cover just because of the severity and the uh, seriousness of the allegations against Deshaun Watson. Um, but as of right now, the legal process continues. Deshaun Watson's a member of the Houston Texans, and the rumors of the Miami Dolphins are exactly that. They're rumors. But we're less than, what, two weeks away from the NFL kicking things off. Uh, A week from Thursday. That's when we're going to watch football for the first time in the regular season. Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they begin their defense of their Super Bowl title, them and Tom Brady. But it's been a fun preseason. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I actually was glad to see exhibition football return after a one-year pandemic hiatus. It was good to see uh, the teams back on the field, seeing guys vie for roster spots, just see players that were hungry again. But uh, that's going to do it for me, Bo Brock, here on this Monday edition of Lockdown NFL Podcast. Look for our NFL season preview firing up on – it's actually fired up. You can listen to it right now. (laughs) You can listen to it right now. Download it. If you already are subscribed to the uh, podcast for our Ultimate Mock Draft, you should already be subscribed to our season preview, and you're going to get some great insight as you prepare for the 2021 NFL season to kick off with our insiders. Ross Tucker, one of the best in the biz. Jason for as well. Uh, just fantastic insight for our Locked On NFL preview as we teamed up with Odyssey. Tomorrow, Ross Jackson, Lucas Braun. 
They're going to have the latest from around the league and, of course, try to help you out with your fantasy football team. It's draft season. Uh, it's, it's glorious, glorious draft season. I hope if you have a draft coming up, you have pleasant picking and you get an absolutely stacked roster. Have a great rest of your Monday. Have an awesome week. Next week, things kick off. The NFL season begins. I'll talk to you then on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So many winners there. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.